Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, love and light. This is Kim Martin Raymond, host of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And this is day four of our trip here in Belanger, Haiti. We'll be going to Okaye, which is about four to five hours from here. We'll be leaving shortly. It is 5 a.m. here. And we'll be going to an area where we will be providing some relief for some of the earthquake victims. On last week's show, we were at the College Nouvelle Horizon de Cabaret, where we did our back-to-school fair and our health and wellness fair. There we were able to distribute backpacks, we were able to distribute flashlights and hygiene kits, as well as blood pressure and blood sugar screenings for the families. Our team did a phenomenal job of of working hard and making sure that we got the information, the supplies, and the screenings done for all of our families. And as I said earlier, we're preparing for our trip to Okaye. We went by school bus, a small one, and it took us not four to five hours, but actually nine hours to get there. Okaye is located in southwest Haiti, on the country's southern peninsula. It is actually the place uh, right outside the epicenter of where the 7.2 margin earthquake took place on August 14th of this year. These are some of the neighborhoods that we're going through as we're on our way to Ohio. shanty towns where the people live. I am back and we are four hours into our trip. We still haven't reached our destination, but we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. And so, it's hot. <laughs> We're on an old school bus. We're on this school bus and we're just making our way. Just enjoying the music. Enjoying nature. There's sinkholes. We're driving on the opposite side of the road because there are sinkholes. Normal everyday stuff from 
going up a hill. We're going, it's almost not an hour into getting to our destination. There are a lot of boulders and you have to drive extremely slow just to get up the road. There's a pipe that's going through. I'm not certain what the pipe is for, but it's been going for weeks, I mean for weeks, for miles. This pipe that's in the road. We're up relatively high again. We went down a mountain and now we're going back up another mountain. So, we've been on the road for a considerable amount of time. So taking even longer. They've been uh, moving, yeah, like my husband and, and before saying, they've been moving, they've been moving rocks and boulders out of the road. They had some aid that came with, uh, you know, machinery to come and move a lot of rocks and boulders to the side. Certain areas took us a lot longer to get through. So we still haven't quite made it to our destination because you see some of the rubble here on the ground. We have finally made it to the area. Some eight hours later, we are walking in an area. You see some of his people. There was a tremendous tree back there that we had to walk around and now we're having to walk about half a mile we're gonna find our destination first and then the younger people are going to come back and bring the tent and other supplies that we have for the families so it's quite a little bit of a distance that we're walking now there's family there but we're making our way down. We're making our way to where his family is. This is where they are right now. Sleeping on the floor. The home was completely total. Beef. Beef. Oh, in the pot too? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> coming. We're gonna go around. Complete destruction of the house. This is where they've been sleeping. We're at Sami Cafe. We're here to see what we can do. This is the home. It's been three weeks. The whole inside is gutted out. So they've been sleeping outside. So we're going to go and get the tents and go and get the oh, they've been cots. Sleeping outside? Yes. Okay. That's what all those blankets were on the floor. What we need? So we're gonna we're gonna re we're gonna set the tent here, and then you're gonna show the house that's um, sold out, and then and put the cots in it. And then uh, I'm gonna leave her with some um, some uh, ibuprofen. She said she got pain from the when she fell. Oh, oh she so, fell during the yeah, earthquake. The earthquake, yeah. Okay. So. 
Okay. So, so again, this is Luther Francois, and you know, he is the president and CEO of the Tome Foundation. And uh, we're just talking about what our game plan is going to be. We're going to be putting up some tents and some cots. Yeah, it took us eight hours to get here. It took us eight hours to get here. And uh, we thought it was only going to take us about four or six hours. So it took us two additional hours, and there were some very narrow roads. And we definitely have to make it back before it gets dark because then, you know, it's no longer as safe as it can be. So we're going to, the boys went back to go and get the supplies, and we'll go ahead and get them set up. And then we'll start making our way back to uh, Belanger. Because, like I said, it's a long trip back. It's been a long day. We started out at. Uh, we started out at 5.30 this morning, and it's 2.16. So we have been on the road all this time. And then we just had to walk a little over half a mile after we got off the bus to get to this area where his family is. So, you know, we're going to, um, you know, just take a quick tour and see some of the damage. As Luther mentioned, he's leaving some ibuprofen here because his mom fell during the earthquake and so she's been in a lot of pain and so we're going to try to leave some pain meds for her just to help to provide some relief so they've made a little makeshift area here and uh they'll be cooking you see they have some sheets on the ground here because this is where they've been sleeping because the building is not quite as stable you can see some of the rocks there you can see some of the blankets and some of the children's clothes this is the inside of the house. Things have fallen. It's been gutted. They've been able to do some repairs because, like we said, the the uh, earthquake took place almost three weeks ago. And so they've been going in here. And now they're just down here. This is just an area that they set up to cook. They've got beef cooking. So they've got food that is starting to cook. And they've just been setting up areas here, setting up things to make sure that they can get things back as close to normalcy as possible. And so again, you know, this is um, the situation here. And many families, you know, have suffered and many families have, um, you know, had to wake up to this devastation and this to look at. You know, I hope it's just to come and bring some relief to a lot of families. He lives very, very high up in the, the hills. We, we're at a very high altitude here. And so, you know, that's why it took so long to get here because the roads were very unstable. That's his mom. And we're just going to be making sure that they're taken care of. It's all about taking care and helping and providing aid wherever we can. So we'll be back. Just getting ready to put up a tent. Okay, make him do it. Just making sure that they know how to put up the tents themselves. They almost have one tent up. And then making sure that the families know how to put the tents up too. 
so that we don't leave them and if some, for some reason they fall over, they'll know how to put it back. I'm trying to make sure that the cockpit's inside of the actual pots. And these are some photos of some of the erected cots and, um, and tents. Uh, we did several in the area and uh, were able to assemble them and make sure that those who uh, were responsible for them were able to uh, put them together independently. And that's important, sustainability. And then after we did that, we went to uh, some of the local families and distributed hygiene kits and um, flashlights and uh, a few backpacks for some of the children who were in the area as well. So we just wanted to make sure that they had some of the essentials that they needed. So again, our uh, squad was able to step in and uh, get some of the work done. And we were excited about what we did, but <laughs> not so excited about the long journey back home. We got back into our school bus and started to make our way back to Belanger. Uh, it was important that we got on the road at a certain time so that that way it wouldn't be too dark when we made it back to Belanger because it's not always as safe uh, once the sun sets. But on our way back, we got to pass an area that was once bustling with uh, shops and, and people set up and selling their wares. And then it looked almost completely vacant on our way back. So all you saw were just structures where they were set up. And as we went back, we got to still see more of the damage that was done by the earthquake buildings that were... Uh, you know, just teetering on being completely flattened, but you know, a lot of the bricks are being torn down and, um, you know, just standing. And uh, we also got to see um, some makeshift tents that were um, erected as well, made out of tarps and sheets and other things that uh, people were able to find to make uh, makeshift homes for themselves. And then we also got to see some uh, more structured tents like the ones that we provided uh, that were given by other organizations and, and uh, foundations that were in the area that were helping to assist with uh, tents as well. Certainly as safe in certain areas, so we won't be filming much more 
after this. But, you know, we successfully put up those tents. Uh, it was a long way down uh, on the roads that were damaged on our way back down. So, you know, it's just been a long ride. It took us eight hours to get there and it's taking us eight hours to get back. You know, with uh, a little bit of water and not too, too much food. We had a couple of snacks along the way. But it's been a long day. You know, but because it's night, we have to be careful. So, uh, we'll uh, end our recording here for the evening and we'll talk about the highlights of our day. The next morning after we safely arrived back from uh, our trip to Okaye, we were greeted in the morning with this beautiful dish that is one of my favorites. It is labui and it's kind of like a porridge and it's wonderful, wonderful filling meal and it was wonderful to wake up that morning to one of my favorites. So I want to also share some of the other wonderful meals that we had. We had some wonderful plantain that was, they were like plantain chips, of course, freshly made. And we got those while we were on the road uh, back and forth during our travels. We also had some kinneps. Uh, some people may know them as muscadines here in the States. And uh, they're a wonderful juicy fruit to have. And uh, we also had this wonderful coffee. I don't even know what it's called, but it was magical deliciousness. I absolutely loved it, and I had several cups. Usually, it's served before dinner. And then, uh, you know, we just had some wonderful meals at one of the local restaurants. So, it was nice to be able to get out and enjoy some of uh, the cultural food and dishes. Even with all the delicious meals that we were served, I have to give a shout out to Nadine, our cook, because she did a fabulous job of making sure that the team, as well as our volunteers, had a wonderful meal provided for them each day. And, uh, you know, we couldn't have done it without her. And in addition to the food, it was wonderful to meet such wonderful people. The people of Haiti are just a beautiful people. And uh, I got an opportunity to connect with uh, some of the locals there. And it was just great to be able to establish those relationships. And I know that when I go back, I'll have opportunities to see some of them again. Uh, this is a good friend of mine, Jefferson. He was so curious about learning English and teaching me a few Creole words of his own. It was also wonderful to be there with uh, this beauty here, her name is Judy, and she is just a beautiful spirit. Not only is she beautiful as a person, she has just a beautiful spirit about her. It was wonderful meeting her. These are my buddies here, Ebison and Davidson, and uh, they take care of us each time we come to Haiti, so it's always good to see them. 
you know, and also a few of the other guys who are locals as well. My buddy Olivier and another one of the gentlemen who come and hang out with us. So it's beautiful to get to know the people as well. And then, of course, we got to experience the beauty of Haiti, the land and the beaches. And this is the to some of the things that we tend to see on television and tend to see um, on the news and hear about. There are still areas of Haiti that are absolutely breathtaking. And it was nice to have an opportunity to see those areas as well. And just like that, it was time for our volunteers to head back to the States. But before they left, I had an opportunity to sit down with Steve Augustive and Lauren Brown to talk about their experience here in Haiti. Good morning. This is Kim Martin Raymond, host of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And our volunteers, Steve Augusta and Lauren Brown, will be leaving us shortly on their way back to the States. It's been a wonderful experience. Uh, we would have done a video of their departure, but unfortunately this morning we do not have power. So it is completely dark. They're having to leave early. And so we'll have a bit of a conversation with them just to ask them how their experience while they were here was. And here's what they had to say. Hello, my name is Steve Augusta. I'm a first-generation American. I'm Haitian-American. My parents were uh, born in Haiti. And um, I am here with the Tony Foundation of the Tongue Foundation mm-hmm. and um, have basically had a, a wonderful experience. Um, a little bit about, about my background. I've been to Haiti several times and um, this country has uh, suffered um, many uh, catastrophic, uh, whether it's hurricanes or whether it's earthquakes, uh, whether political um, and even economic uh, issues put it in a position where um, help from the outside is needed, and the Tony Foundation has extended itself out to provide support. And my experience here has been um, has been kind of a dual experience because I, I know Haiti for what it was in the past, and now to see it in such a, a state um, um, is does affect my my perspective of it. But the Tony Foundation has come down and we've um, been able to provide support 
I know in the past um, they've um, put up uh, lights, they provided uh, for the schools, and so we've come back and um, provided for the schools and just have been able to make a difference in um, some of the people's lives here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been uh, it's been a, a good thing, a sense of uh, fulfillment to see that you can make a difference. And then we also uh, went out to uh, Lekai, um, which is uh, in the south of Haiti. It took us about uh, uh, eight hours to get yeah. there and up, <laughs> and up a, a, a treacherous hill. But we were able to get there and provide support to a family and set up tents and provide cots. And, and, and unfortunately, we were not able to spend a little more time with them because of the time constraint of travel. Yeah. But we were able to uh, make a difference even there. And, and so overall, uh, my experience here in Haiti has been a positive one because I, I know that I've made a difference yeah. in the uh, lives of um, certain people. Um, uh, but it, it, it's just uh, heart-wrenching to see uh, a country that's so rich in resources mm -hmm. to have uh, a lot of people uh, suffer and, and, and having to struggle. But um, I will definitely be back because uh, I know that I have uh, investments here personally, mm -hmm. but I also have an investment to uh, the, the community and the people that, that we serve. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was wonderful having you here and having you be, be a part of the Tome Foundation and the process. And I know that it was nice uh, for you to have an opportunity to see some of your family members while you were here and for us all to go and to break bread with them and to, to you, know, uh, you know, have a little time of fellowship with them. So, you know, it was wonderful to come and do the work, but I'm sure it was wonderful to also be able to to, um, you know, reconnect with, with relatives here and to, you know, to go and, uh, you know, look at some of the land that belongs to your family. And that's just been a positive experience. I'm glad that it's been um, something positive for you and um, that, you know, definitely you'll be back and that you'll, uh, you know, also do some additional things with the Tone Foundation. So we thank you so much for your time and for your efforts and, and for all that you've done, the great work that you've done while you were here. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. All right. And uh, next we have uh, Lauren, and we'll just ask her to introduce herself as well. nothing in return mm -hmm. and I thought that was just um, a wonderful sight 
um, down to the children, even children helping yeah. um, to do what they can in any aspect. Um, it's just been great. It's been, it's, it's <laughs> been a real great experience. Yeah. It's been a really great experience. And I was glad I was able to um, give aid with mm-hmm. the Tone Foundation mm-hmm. um, and help the people and the people for the school. And looking forward to doing more for them. My, right. Like I said, it was wonderful having you here as well, you know. And, and it's interesting because when you come into a place that is unfamiliar and they speak a different language and and you know there are certain things that are universal when you come and you talk to people or you or you give a hug or you you give a smile or you know it's all in your eyes and and that's something that's beautiful too that that you can have a communication even without necessarily knowing the language now lauren and i both have uh you know the the great pleasure of being here with uh with relatives and with you know my husband my cousins you know and uh with friends who were here to assist us in you know bridging some of those language gaps that took place but you know it's it's wonderful to be able to come and to see firsthand you know the things that are going on in this community and so you know i thank you lauren for for taking time to come and to be a part of this experience and to be a part of, uh, you know, assisting in the aid and, uh, you know, glad to know that it won't be your last time here. So again, I want to thank Lauren Brown and Steve Augusta for uh, their efforts in coming to volunteer with the Tone Foundation to be here, to be uh, a part of these efforts and knowing that it will not be their last, but they are now going to be preparing to leave us shortly to head back to the airport to head back to the States is a little bit of a journey to get there. But, uh, you know, they know that their takeaway will be something powerful, something that they'll remember, something that they can share with their children and their grandchildren to let them know that there are others, you know, in this country, in this world that are still in need and that we're still extending a hand and that we're doing it uh, not just you know, of, of, of our own fruition, but, you know, through the grace of God. So we're just excited that they were here, you know, wishing them travel mercies and, you know, knowing that there's more to come. So again, we thank you. We thank you and we honor you. Y'all have a safe trip back, safe and uh, safe travel mercies back to your home. And thanks again for all that you do. All right. All right. We are now heading out to the airport and about to leave our home here in Haiti. Here again is the home that we've been in. We're gonna miss being here. <laughs> we'll see each other again. My friend Jefferson, wave. <laughs>
<laughs> Say bye, this is Everson. <laughs> oh! Goodbye. Next time. Wow. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Davison. <laughs> so okay. You're not going yet. <laughs> okay. You're gonna be heading now, my friends. <laughs> Our president and CEO, Luther Francois. <laughs> we are on our way. Another journey done. And after a two hour and 45 minute commute to the airport, we finally made it to Port-au-Prince. We arrived safely on the plane. We're able to find our seats with about maybe five minutes to spare. When we're finally heading home. And off we go. Farewell, Haiti. We look forward to seeing you again around this time. this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until the next time I see you, I say peace.